Hey, namaste, and welcome to the Inner Transformations podcast. Here we are, episode, uh, you know, I've lost track of episodes, but we, we're continuing on. And, uh, you know, the topic I wanted to talk about today is uh, self-love. And, uh, you know, I have this bad habit when I say that. I always flash on uh, the song by the great uh, Mose Allison, you know, thank God for self-love. But we're not talking about that kind of self-love. We're talking about something on a, on a deeper psychological, spiritual level. You know, how do you, uh, how do you understand yourself? How do you give yourself credit? How do you uh, forgive yourself? How do you relieve yourself of all of the the judgment and criticism and uh, whatnot that has been put on you. And uh, that's that's what self-love is about, as far as I can tell. There's, um, you know, there's a number of us in this this Western society that have, um, well, uh, been led into, conditioned into what uh, Tara Brock calls the uh, trance of unworthiness. And she's a, you know, she's a very brilliant psychologist, so she, her words are chosen carefully. A trance is uh, a word we use for hypnosis. Or, uh, you know, uh, it's it's a word that implies that we are in an altered state of consciousness um, and in this case, one that is not not positive for us. There are unfortunately positive and negative states of uh, of hypnosis, and uh, that's something that uh, that we need to to understand and work on as we're growing and awakening and becoming uh, you know um, less and darkened. <laughs> I saw uh, many, many years ago, I, I, I listened to a talk. I was in the audience for a talk by uh, the great psychologist Charles T. Tart. And uh, he wrote a book called Altered States of Consciousness. And he's he, uh, one of the great explorers in that field. And uh, in this particular talk, he opened it out by saying, I'm not claiming to be enlightened. I'm just, be, I'm just claiming to be less and darkened than I was, you know, previously. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I really don't trust people who go around telling other people that they're, they are enlightened. I'm not sure that's even a thing, you know. So, uh, anyway, back to this idea. How do I love myself? And that's a... Uh, that's a, a conundrum for many of us. And I can certainly attest to that personally. I, uh, I was raised uh, in, uh, I, well, I don't want to go through my whole life history, but, but I was raised by, by parents who certainly wanted to guide me in the right direction. They, they loved me and they wanted me to you know, grow up in a certain way, uh, but I, uh, I felt quite a bit of criticism, and and not just uh, not just minor criticism. You know, like like uh, 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 t- 
Terry Bradshaw talks about, you know, uh, kind of this core shame that overcame me. That I, and, and that's what Tara Brock is talking about, this sense of uh, this trance of unworthiness. And it, it's, it's programmed deep into us. We don't realize that as, um, as young children, you know, up to age five, seven, wherever, that we're, we're actually in a hypnotic state. Our brain is vibrating you know, to the, the theta a level of consciousness, which is it's a great creative state, which is, you know, uh, children's wild, you know, incredible imaginations and, uh, and psychic state, you know. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's um, easily programmable. And, and meant to be that way because children come into this world and in order to survive, they need to learn the complexities of, of this world and, and the human culture. The unfortunate thing is that for, for most of us, really, what was programmed into us at that time are, um, you know, some people refer to them as limiting beliefs. In other words, we, you know, we develop these beliefs that I, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm good at this, but I can't do that. And, uh, you know, I'm not smart enough. I'm not uh, uh, good looking enough. You know, all of, the, all of those beliefs are based on judgments. And, and so we, we come into this world, we have certain ideas about ourselves that, um, well, I won't say they're probably incorrect because they're, they're actually uh, totally, absolutely and completely incorrect uh, in terms of us understanding who we really are. So that's my thought initially, my, my initial thought on this idea of, of how do we love ourselves. Uh, you know, first and foremost, we have to care about ourselves enough to discover who we really are. Um, you know, that's a, that's a tremendous uh, act of self-love. You know, when you love somebody, you, you listen, you understand, uh, you're empathetic. Uh, certainly you're not judgmental. Uh, in, you know, in a, in a, in a harsh way. Certainly, uh, if you love somebody, you you uh, you know you'll you'll give them some critical feedback, uh, but that is is always softened and and always uh, intended very carefully to to correct and, and direct somebody in a particular direction. So uh, that's what we need to do for ourselves, if that makes any sense at all. But if you, you know, if you think about it, um, some, some people believe that there's a, this, uh, this judgmental and, and also loving, you know, some, he's a, uh, this, this Lord above that is, is both uh, condemning and, and unconditionally loving us. Uh, it doesn't really make any sense, uh, but that's... Um, that's part of the kind of cultural milieu that we're stuck in. Um, and uh, when, when we consider that, 
we we have to think that maybe uh, you know maybe I can't rely on uh, the, some sky god or even some earth mother, uh, you know, some god or goddess or something other than myself to love and approve of me and to forgive me and to help me to evolve and grow and come into that uh, spiritual realization that, oh, it's me. I'm God. I'm the one. And so is everyone else, of course. But... Uh, it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful awakening if we can get there. So um, self love that's to me that's what it's about. Uh, loving yourself, not, uh, loving yourself not so much uh, you know just this idea of I accept myself as I am, which is of course a, a wonderful place to begin. Um, the the great uh, psychiatrist uh, psychologist. Um, Shoot, uh, I was just on the tip of my tongue. Um, anyway, uh, stop. Okay, uh, I had to take a short break there to kind of reorient myself. The uh, psychologist, psychologist that I was talking about was the great uh, Carl Rogers, who uh, said that uh, there's a paradox in that... Uh, when we are able to totally accept ourselves as we are, then uh, we can change. And that's, uh, you know, that was his genius. He's, you know, it's such a simple concept, uh, unconditional positive regard. Uh, but uh, I remember a few years back, uh, uh, one of my uh, fellow therapists, uh, was showing me a magazine in which uh, they had they did a survey of, of therapists throughout the the country I think the world and uh, uh, they were they were kind of correlating who who were their main influences so they uh, all of them, but the the uh, the number one uh, uh, you know uh, average you know in terms of averages of people from all over uh, the number one influence the one that they they all identified the most. Was was Carl Rogers, and Carl Rogers uh, taught a, a you know a therapeutic approach that involves unconditional positive regard, and so that's where change begins for us: being able to have unconditional positive regard for ourselves. Mm, think about that, you know, and. Uh, uh, part of that is so many of us walk around with these these negative thought loops going in our head that are harsh and critical and judgmental and, uh, you know, put us down so that, uh, you know, some, uh, uh, I might go to look in the mirror and I'd go, oh, man, you're, you're, you look so old, you know, and ran wrinkled and gray. Nobody would ever want you. And... Uh, uh, that's just a thought. That's, a, that's something that might come into my head, and it, it there might be some basis in truth there. But the truth is, um, if I uh, if I go a little bit deeper, I, I know that uh, it doesn't matter. That as long as I am, I love myself. 
which means I am connected with Source, which is the greatest act of love, is to reunite with Source. Uh, I'm, I'm I am connected with the Source of love. I am, uh, I am love. <laughs> or as uh, the Ram Das says, uh, I am loving awareness. I am loving awareness. And uh, that's, uh, as we, if we investigate deep, deeply within ourselves, uh, you know, not by, uh, not by looking for our identity and our, our you know, validation uh, in, in outside things, uh, including people, you know, in, in other things, other people, if we can look within ourselves for our own validation and approval, we discover that uh, uh, we are. You know, we are everything and everybody. And that's, that's the amazing thing, is when you, uh, when you look deep enough into yourself, who am I? You realize that you are inseparable from everything and everything else. You, and you are inseparable from source. And in a, in a, you are source, as the Upanishads uh, said, Tatvam uh, Asi, thou art that. Thou art that. Thou, you, you are the, the source and the power of the universe. Of course, uh, expressed in this, uh, in this uh, limited form in uh, briefly in this individualized uh, form but deep inside we all have that uh, that connection to the, to the wholeness the wholeness of being and we're actually never apart from that so man that's the the essence of self love <laughs> or it's actually self transcendence and then maybe again, another another paradox maybe God going and now we're looking at uh, Abraham Maslow the founder of humanistic psychology uh, human beings you know climb this uh, this pyramid he conducts uh, of uh, of stages a hierarchy of um, uh, of needs and uh, when we get to the top of that uh, self actualization. Which is, uh, you know, a wonderful stage that, that not a lot of, not everybody gets to. Not a huge percent of the population, but even beyond that, Maslow discovered there was a stage of self-transcendence. Going, love yourself enough to go beyond yourself. Love you, love yourself enough to forget yourself, <laughs> to just be, to just be, as you are. So uh, you know the the uh, the great teacher uh, Ramana Maharshi, Ind Indian teacher, a teacher of a, a form of yoga called Jnana Yoga. And uh, I've talked about this before. Many people, when they hear the word yoga, they think about going to some uh, uh, you know studio or gym or whatever and. Uh, get your mat out and get into poses. Jnana yoga is a much more internal process. And Ramana Maharshi taught simply to meditate deeply, contemplate deeply 
who am I? Who am I? And not, you know, not, uh, not just saying those words, but, but really looking deep and, and figuring out who the heck you are. And, and part of that in the, in the tradition is, is um, distinguishing, you know, kind of distinguishing. It's, called a, it's a process called neti-neti. And in neti-neti, uh, there, it means not this, not this, not this, not that. So it's a part of, of separating. It's, it's a process of separating ourselves from all the things that we might have believed, attached ourselves to, believed are, are, are aspects of us, and realizing they're actually not. So, uh, you know, most basic level, uh, you, you ask anybody who they are, hey, huh? hey, nice to meet you, uh, who are you? Uh, well, are you would say, what's your name? Uh, kind of the same thing, though. what's your name? Well, my name is, you know, right? My name is, it's, it's just some sounds. It's just some, some symbols. You know, you can, some, some scribbles on paper. That's not you. And uh, th th that's a, a great place to start. Because our ego identity is attached to that name. This is, this is me, and I have this history, and, you know, this is, uh, all of this uh, stuff builds up and identifies who I am. And then all of a sudden you realize, no, you're not your name. You're not, you're not, you're not the paperwork. You're not the memories. You are what? You are present moment awareness, loving awareness. Thou art that. You are simply consciousness. And even that, that's a terrible term in a way. Because we can argue all, a lot about what that what that means, but you are you are pure present awareness throughout time and space, and that's really where our, our awakening lies, is to waking up, uh, and, and where our self love lies, our, our self compassion, um, you know, is in uh, is in discovering that. There are uh, perhaps stages in the process of discovering that, and uh, there are certain. Uh, there seems to be certain blocks or certain traps, certain things that that stop us at certain stages of our, of our development. And uh, of course, one of the biggest ones that people are dealing with, uh, it's it's not it's in our minds. Uh, it's it, but it's it's conditioned. It's programmed in our minds. And that is this idea of, um, you know, self self hatred, self loathing, uh, of not loving myself, not not valuing myself. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna reference uh, Tara Brock's book real quickly if I can here. The lighting's not very good, but uh, she she mentions in in her book uh, a conference with the Dalai Lama. Uh, you know the, the uh, head of t t Tibet and the, and the Tibet Tibetan Buddhist uh, uh, but, uh, religion per se, for the most part, uh, a, a very great, uh, a very evolved 
highly uh, evolved, wise man, the Dalai Lama, uh, and teaches kindness and compassion as, as his religion. Um, but he travels all over the world and he talks sometimes with different psychologists and scientists and you know, people like that. And uh, I'm just going to read to you this, uh, this paragraph from, from uh, Tara Brock's book. The trance, it's called The Trance of Unworthiness. Several years ago, a small group of Buddhist teachers and psychologists from the United States and Europe invited the Dalai Lama to join them in a dialogue about emotions and health. During one of their sessions, an American Vipassana teacher asked him to talk about the suffering of self-hatred. A look of confusion came over the Dalai Lama's face. What is self-hatred, he asked. As the therapists and teachers in the room tried to explain, he looked increasingly bewildered. Was this mental state a nervous disorder, he asked. When those gathered confirmed that self-hatred was not unusual, but rather a common experience for their students and clients, the Dalai Lama was astonished. How could they feel that way about themselves, he wondered, when everybody has Buddha nature? Mm. So we can think about that one for a minute. Uh, we, are, we are all beings of, uh, we, we have Buddha nature, or as, uh, you know, we, we are beings of loving awareness. And so any, any, type of, of self-hatred, of self-doubt uh, comes from some kind of mind conditioning, some kind of mind limitation, some kind of uh, belief that has been uh, implanted within us. So uh, the process of, of letting go of those is the process of self-love. Okay, so uh, just uh, kind of in closing, uh, I wanted to uh, uh, reference a, a wonderful uh, quote from uh, the the uh, the great late uh, Alan Watts, who was a, a tremendous uh, spiritual teacher. I might say he 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 would refer to himself as a spiritual entertainer, and maybe that's what I'm maybe that's what I am too. Uh, you know, trying to trying to follow in those kind of footsteps, um, but uh, listen, listen to this quote and uh, let it sink into you. Uh, a brilliant, uh, like I said, a brilliant quote. He said, uh, Alan Watts said, "You are something. The whole universe is doing in the same way that a wave is something that the whole ocean is doing. The real you." is not a puppet which life pushes around. The real, deep-down you is the whole universe. So, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, uh, think about that, and, and when, you, when you go into your meditation, you, maybe you can connect with that. Maybe while you're eating dinner, maybe while you're making love, 
maybe while you're uh, listening to this podcast. The real deep down us is the whole universe. So, uh, well, anyway, I'm going to be doing a, uh, a workshop on Sunday, day after, day after tomorrow, uh, whenever you're listening to this. That will be um, uh, January 24th, uh, 2021. And uh, I'll be talking about uh, self-compassion and, and leading a med- uh, meditation on self-compassion. And uh, uh, this is a very powerful way of, uh, of learning to heal ourselves, to overcome trauma, to, to overcome stigma, to overcome uh, any sense of that, well, overcome that trance of unworthiness, the, the practice of self-compassion. Uh, so, uh, uh, so join me. Um, it, it's it's going to be Sunday uh, morning at 11, or excuse me, uh, Sunday uh, afternoon at 1, 1 p.m. And you can uh, find the, the link for it or the, the entrance at, uh, if you go to my, uh, my Facebook page, Meditation, Hypnotherapy, and Mind-Body-Spirit Healing. So go there and, and check out the events. And, and sign up if you would like to attend. Otherwise, just keep listening to my uh, podcasts. And uh, thanks for listening today. Namaste. Shanti, Shanti, Shanti.